Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And betting line has taken the lead. Choo choo! Boom! Just like that! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun, Shaman Hall, production Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! I am. That just happened. That just happened. Another edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. No, wait a minute. Mike Carter is on assignment, so we are joined. We have to bring the young gun out of retirement. You're not at retirement, too, are you? No. Okay, good. You're not at retirement. You're just a young, budding superstar of this industry. Hashtag T-Y-O-T-N. It's the natural Rich Matei pinch hitting for Mike Carter. Rich, it's been a while since you've been on the program. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm ready to be back. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. You've been busy. You've been uh, doing some charting at Freehold. You've been, uh, of course, you're the teletimer photo finish right here at Harris, Philadelphia. We've got a card coming up tonight at 12, uh, 1225 today, I should say, <laughs> at 1225, not uh, 1225, pa- 25 minutes past midnight, 1225 Eastern time. And uh, I'll tell you what, we've seen some very very good racing here at Harris, Philadelphia. Uh, they resurfaced the track over the uh, springtime, actually, right before the uh, start of the meet. And I'll tell you what, it is no longer the speed-favoring paradise, in my opinion, that it used to be. Not at all. The track is playing very fair, especially yesterday. We saw a lot of horses make that outside move, especially around the far turn. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so I wouldn't say it's a closer's track. No. By any stretch of the imagination. Very fair. But it's very fair. As a matter of fact, uh, Sunday, um, there it was kind of speed favoring. I think what we had about 10 or 11 wire-to-wire winners on yeah. Sunday. But yesterday, it, that wasn't the case. No. Yesterday, second over, third over was kind of the yeah. place to be. Um, so this track is certainly playing a little bit fair. I do want to say one thing that I've noticed about Harris Philly is that after a rain, initially after a rain, the track maybe can get a little bit deep, which means it would favor closers. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, and Corey Callahan had a great day yesterday, by yeah. the way. Yeah, Corey Callahan had, uh, what, he had three or four winners four. yesterday? Four, four winners for the captain, our man Corey Callahan. Great show on tap for you today. Uh, you know, this time of year, we always have to dig the natural out of mothballs because the Kentucky Derby is around the corner. Now, next week, you're going to join us, right? We're yes. going to go over the Kentucky oh, Derby. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about this show because we've got a great show coming up. The George Morton Levy Tournament Champion, not once but twice, back to back. John Vernagli is going to be joining us here in a few minutes. He is most affectionately known as Vernags. And you and Mr. Vernags have a little bit of a history. 
Yeah, I see him every weekend. You see him every weekend. He's over at the Meadowlands. <laughs> and he, uh, so you guys kind of like your uh, blood brothers in terms of gambling and betting on the horses, right? Yeah, I always hang out with him when I go to the Meadowlands. He's, uh, a, he's a great time. He's a good time. He's a good handicapper, and he focuses on Yonkers quite a bit, right? He loves Yonkers. Okay, well, that would explain why he's the two-time George Morton Levy uh, champion. So we're going to talk to John. Hey, you know what? And, and, and we don't have a lot of gamblers on this program. No. Which is shame on us. <laughs> no, really, we should have more gamblers on this program. You know, so uh, we're going to talk to John Vernaglia coming up uh, right at the top, uh, right uh, here in just a couple of minutes, right at the top of the show. Let's see who else we've got. We've got breaking news from Team JC Stable coming up towards the top of the hour. Jonas Cernison is going to be joining us. I'm anxious to see what that could be about. Plus, uh, you know, we talk about getting young fans involved all the time. Young guys like John Bernagli, or we were talking off the years, only 29. You're only 25. And uh, Winner's Circle Racing, the ownership partnership, is also trying to get young people involved in the sport of harness racing. They're doing so through an ownership initiative. And uh, we're going to talk to Matt Zuccarello and Charlie Longo coming up uh, at about 11.15 or so. Plus our guy, one of our favorite guys in the world, Pete Methurst, will be joining us. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, to fill in for him a couple weeks ago. That's right. How is that, by the way, that booth up there at Rosecroft? It, it could be It could, it be, could be tricky. Yeah. Those lights, man, when they go around the far turn, it gets pretty dim. So and, and you it, better be paying attention. That's right. And you know what? They're always three or four or five wide by that point. Too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's always a good time. Race, Rosecroft has got some great races. They do. They really got some great racing. So we're going to talk to Pete Matters about that towards the top of the hour. As a matter of fact, they just had their I Want to Be a Driver deal. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Ryan Macedonia was there covering that a little bit and uh, was talking to Gina maybe about that. What a cool promotion. It is. You know, I mean, it gives people the opportunity to sit behind a horse. I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to. Have you ever sat behind one? No. Never sat behind one. I've done, I've done it once. I've done it once. The old training track at Pompano Park. Yeah. Had that feeling. Well, I had to throw away my shorts. <laughs> uh, shortly after. Oh, boy. But uh, anyway, that's another story. But it's a good time. It's thrilling. It's an adrenaline rush. So we're going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about with Pete Methurst. Want to be a driver promotion, which continues along with Rosecroft. Let's get to our first time out. When do we come back? Oh, boy. This is going to be tough. Oh boy. John Vernagli is going to be joining us. And I hope the FCC is not listening no. because I don't, I have no, what you never know what's going to come no out of that. No filter, Johnny. No filter, Johnny. No filter, Johnny. Well, uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on it. We're going to have the, they've got that censorship little sound. We're going to have to get that ready. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Back in a moment. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. 
join us for the Diamond Creek Farm Open House coming up on Saturday, June 2nd, starting at 11 a.m. Family-friendly activities include raffles, hayrides, food and drinks, meat cute foals, and much, much more. It's the Diamond Creek Farm Open House, located in Wellsville, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit us online at diamondcreekfarm.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's the Diamond Creek Farm Open House, Saturday, June 2nd at 11 a.m. Be there! Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, Rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and traditional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Embed America. Mike Bozich, along with the natural Rich Bethane, pinch hitting for Mike Carter. Mike had to uh, take today off, had some things going on. Mike will be back next week. Right now, we're joined by the two time, two time defending, reigning, undisputed George Morton <laughs> Levy, third of a champion. Mr. John Fernagler. We're just going to call you Fernags because that's what everybody knows you by. How you doing, buddy? Good, Mike. Thank you. All right. <laughs> that well, was congr- a, uh, quite an introduction. Well, you know, listen, we try to make our guests feel welcome here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. But uh, listen, congratulations. Uh, two-time champion. You had to go through 31 other competitors back in 2017. You had to go through 63 uh, this year. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's tough. I mean, the point system's a little basic. We don't really add the payoffs into it, although that might change at some point. But uh, nonetheless, you've done a hell of a job, my friend. And I'm talking to Rich Matei, and, you know, from hanging out with you a time or two at the Meadowlands, I know you like to focus on Yonkers. What is it about Yonkers that, uh, that kind of, you know, attracts you to their product? You know, my dad asked me that like every single day why I like Yonkers so much and to be honest they have the best horses the best drivers the driving colony over there oh it's top-notch it doesn't get any better between Jordan Stratton Jason Bartlett Brett Holland you know Brian Sears is coming back and it's just top-notch you can't beat it right now Johnny ever since they got rid of the passing lane what do you think of Yonkers better Worse, the same, 
You know, it's tough. It's, I mean, if you look at the way the handle, it's gone up without the passing lane, which is quite impressive. So I think it actually, it kind of, it kind of helps. You know, it's making drivers make more aggressive moves and, you know, it's, it's still time. It's still going to take time. I mean, watching the Levy final, it was the way Doobie won it last year with the passing lane and this year doing it on the lead was completely different. I handicapped that race with even a pleasure leaving. He didn't leave. It lined up one, two, three around the track. Doobie quarter moved, and that was the race. Visiting with John Vernagli, he is the two-time defending George Morton Levy bracket busted champion here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. And that uh, contest was uh, sponsored by the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. So a big shout out to them, John. We were talking. Me and Rich and I were talking off the air about age. Now you are uh, 29 years old. The guy that's sitting across. The way for me here is 25 years old, and this is a demographic that artist racing is really trying to focus in on, trying to attract the young people to be interested in our sport, not only from a gambling point of view, from, from ownership and a lot of different ways that you can you know, enjoy the sport of harness racing. Now, you're a young guy. Let's try to get into your mind a little bit. We asked you what attracted you to Yonkers. What attracts you to the sport of harness racing uh, in general? Oh, it's a thrill. It really is. It's a thrill just watching it. I uh, actually got the opportunity in 2011 to work with Harry Landy and George Anthony, and I had the time of my life. I got to sit. I actually learned more from being around horses, and as a handicapper, learned more about you know being around horses and stuff like that. So that kind of helped me. I got to be behind the horse jog them best time of my life john let's talk a little bit about handicapping when you open a book when you open a program what are some of the first things that you look for when you uh when you start eyeing a race actually it just takes time you know i'll flip to yonkers to tonight i just take a look see weather i mean if it's sloppy it's it's tough betting yonkers in the slop it's not easy uh, so that's like the first thing, but it's nice in China. It's, you know, it's what, 60 degrees outside today. So hopefully it stays, you know, nice and all that. Uh, also just if follow up horses, that's the first thing I look for. If I have a follow up, you know, it just, I, t- I take every race by race. I can't over handicap. If I look through the card and I miss something and that's when I get like, I get annoyed at myself. If I miss something that tends to piss me off. <laughs> Now, Johnny, talking about handicapping, you used to be a guy who was a fan of who was going to get the pocket of Yonkers because they had the passing lane. Now that they don't, how has your handicapping changed at Yonkers? Uh, It really, it it all depends on the horse and the driver. I mean, there's some guys that are really aggressive, like Jordan. He, I think maybe 80% of the time now he's pulling that three-hole. If you're in the two-hole, you have to hope that the horse first over has no horse or you're not getting out. You know, the horses might drift, so you have a, a little shot. But if, you're, if, you're, if your horse is first over and that horse clears, you're done. Like, you could pretty much throw your ticket on the ground. 
John, what do you think is the most overrated angle as far as racing goes? I mean, you see a lot of handicappers and they look and, and, you know, obviously as you're sitting there at the Meadowlands or wherever you may be, you hear different people in different ways they handicap. What are some of the most overrated things you think people look for that, in your opinion, isn't as important as some other things? You know, that's tough because everyone has their own opinion. So I can't really say. I mean, I... It's hard closing at Yonkers. That's like the worst. If you're eighth, if you're seventh turning for home, you have zero shot unless they go like 26 and 55 or 54 to the half. It's tough. Overrated? I, I think speed. I mean, everyone loves speed, but when I see a horse that, you know, Jay, like Jason Bartlett, you can either make money with him or he's a money burner. And when he has a horse that has speed and is bet off the board, but me knowing as a handicapper that the horse has no shot, I'm going to bet against him. And hopefully everything falls apart in the race, and so be it, you know. I'm taking my shot beating a horse that's on the lead and always stops. I'm going to take my shot against him. I think speed's very overrated. John, one more question before we let you go. I know you're a big pick four, pick five guy, and there's obviously a big strategy when it comes to trying to structure tickets. What are some of the uh, tips and tricks you use when it comes to uh, structuring these multi-race wages? Honestly, it all depends. The uh, all depends on the race card. It's I can't, I can't explain. It's you look at like a Saturday card and you have the top horses in there, but you're trying to figure out races seven through 11 and you get one bomb in there. You could take the whole pool. And I have the the privilege to take the whole pool a month ago. And it's probably one of the best handicapping experience. I like hands down the best hand, best time I ever handicapped a pick five in my life. (laughs) It's, It's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy coming up with the pick five every day. And every night, even when Absolutely. I'm playing at Harris, it's tough. Absolutely, and it depends really on on your bankroll too. And I know a lot of you know people like to go partners and and uh, you know try to give themselves an opportunity to uh, use more combinations, use more horses. Um, now you've had a chance to sit down with with Mr. Matei, and I know you guys have been through the wars, and that's what it is. I mean, it's kind of a war when you sit down and and uh, play the horses because you just so many different factors. I mean, a lot of times you're at war with yourself because you know, how to bet. I mean, a lot of times you know who the best horses are in the race, but knowing how to bet them to kind of maximize your profits can certainly be tough. But as you sit through a a race card or, you know, betting several tracks or what have you, um, tell the people that may not be frequent gamblers, tell them what it's like to live in the shoes of a day of John Vernag's Honestly, when it's when stressful. you're going through the wars of, of the uh, of the programs, it's stressful. I mean, I I shouldn't be so stressed about it, but I put so much pressure on myself because I want to be the best. Yeah. It's you. It's but when you hit, it's a thrill. Yeah. I, like a few months ago, me, my dad, and another friend, we hit for thirteen thousand for a pick four at Mohawk for twenty cents. We invested thirty one dollars. It was, uh, let me tell you, we all hugged each other, and it was, it was quite a time. 
It's very emotional. And then, of course, there's the other side of the token. When it's just an emotional game, put it that way. I mean, you know, we've we've all been, you know, we've all been around the racetrack. We know how much of an emotional game it could be. But uh, nonetheless, well, listen, buddy. We certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you in the future. I know we'll be talking. And uh, listen, we're gonna get that uh, we're gonna get that big money out to you here in just a couple of days. I'm gonna pack it over with today, and hopefully, it'll make it to you in one piece in its entirety. Yeah, I hope so. And thank you, Mike, for having me on. And Rich, I hope. Bye, uh, see you soon. Uh, see me Saturday. Don't worry. Take care, Johnny. <laughs> Take care, Mike. All right, that was John Vanag. Like I said, we have got to have more gamblers on yeah. the show. I mean, it, it, it's it's a war. When you sit down with a program in front of you and a pen in front of you, and you start looking at the races and you start structuring your tickets, it's a battle. How to bet is probably yeah. more important than who to bet. And we've had this conversation before. And here's a question for you. Yeah. What do you think is the most overrated angle? Ooh, that's tough. Times. That's what I think. Last, Last quarters. Quarter, that's exactly what I think. Last quarters. Oh, this horse closed in 26 and change. Well, yeah, they went to half in 103. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but that's that's for another time of day. But certainly appreciate John for joining us here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. And like I said, we're going to try to make an attempt to get more gamblers here on this program, especially young gamblers. Yeah. You know, guys that may look at races a little bit differently than the grizzled veterans like myself. Let's uh, get to a commercial timeout. Plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Jonas Zernison from Team JC Stables is in the on deck circle. Our man Pete Methurst will be joining us at the top of the hour. We're going to talk some Rosecroft. We always love talking Rosecroft racing. And Matt Zuccarello and Charlie Longo from the Winner's Circle Partnership, the uh, Horse Owner Partnership, is uh, going to be joining us as well. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich here, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. 12 championship races. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail. Modern legend there. Four is again. Dead game. Clear vision right on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Four is again. And Pit Rock together. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555.
We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with the natural Rich Mate, pitch hitting for Mike Carter, who's on assignment here today. Let's continue along with this show. Right now, it's time to bring in a good friend, Jonas Zernison from Team JC Stables. Jonas making his post time with Mike and Mike debut. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. Having a kind of a bad day. Uh, got rained out this morning, so we're uh, doing a lot of jogging and doing a lot of training tomorrow. Rain down? Where the heck's it raining at? I'm sitting here in the Chester announcer's booth, and there's not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> no, we got a lot of rain over overnight here, and uh, so we had to uh, postpone training a little. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's, you know, listen, we can't control Mother Nature. We're just starting to get into where we're getting some warm weather. It's been a tough uh, March and April, but, uh, you know, we're, get, we're getting through it, and hopefully the warm weather's coming around. But, Jonas, I have to – let's start with this because – as we were doing our little Facebook and uh, Twitter promotions, uh, Christine put something very interesting on uh, Facebook about perhaps some kind of breaking news from Team JC Stables. You want to let the cat out of the bag? Uh, yeah, we're getting a new horse in training, a pretty interesting horse, actually. We're getting uh, Dream Baby Dream uh, that my owners just bought from uh, Rod Allen here. So she's actually ha- halfway here. She'll be in sometime this afternoon. Very, very cool. And uh, tell us a little bit about this horse. So she raced pretty hard and tough last year. I mean, she did all the the big dances there against the big girls. So she showed a few races there. We she trotted twenty six and a piece last quarter as a three year old. So be kind of an interesting horse to add to our group. Yeah, certainly, Jonas. How many head you got now? Uh, right now we got twenty seven. 27. Now, I got to ask you, I mean, obviously, when you've got that many horses, it is certainly, it, it can't be a one-man operation. I mean, there's got to be a lot of people that are, are certainly helping you out. You've got to have some good help. Let's give them some shout-outs. Who helps you around the barn? So, I got Justin, my main second trainer. Uh, he's a big asset to it. And then, of course, I got Christine, helps out a lot, too. So, uh and I got uh, Jerome been with me for like six years. And I got Jonah, a Finnish girl. And I got Heidi, another Finnish girl. So it's uh, and I got Charlie. So it's uh, we got a got a good group of people. Everybody works hard, and everybody works good together. So that's what makes the wheel spin. Now, Jonas, Rich Mate here. Let's go through a day of Team JC. How does your day usually go through the barn? So through the barn, I get here anywhere between anywhere between five and six in the morning, and get started with uh, with checking emails, checking up on uh, entries and everything, and then we get started to jog. Uh, our first first set of joggers goes out at uh, six thirty in the morning now. And then as the weather gets warmer, we, we start earlier and earlier. So then when the weather gets gets better here, we start about 6 o'clock on the track. Well, that certainly sounds like an interesting day. We're visiting with Jonas Cernison from uh, Team JC Stables. Jonas, uh, obviously, there's you've got a little bit of an accent as far as, uh, you know, the, the typical American speaks. So tell us a little bit about where you're from. Where did you come from? So I'm originally from Sweden. I've been here about 27 years now. Wow. And, of course, obviously, uh, you've 
probably watched a lot of races from Sweden, a lot of races overseas. What are some of the big differences you think between some of the races overseas and some of the races here in the States? So I think a lot of it that I see kind of is a difference on it. Like over there, they, the gate falls and they go, they go a quick first quarter and then they back it down a lot, like halfway through the race. And then, then they, Speed it up again, so um, they get a lot of, lot of more distant races over there. So it's not just a mile. And, and you know what? And that's what I—that's my very next question. I was going to ask you because one of the things you see in overseas racing is you see a lot of different distances. How do you think that would? Uh, how do you think that would work here in the states? You think it's time to maybe experiment with some different distances other than a mile? I think it is, but I think also uh, not to say anything bad about uh, catch drivers and drivers, but I mean, like it's, I think that racing style is kind of different too on that prospect of it. So when you have the longer races, they kind of, they kind of slow down in the middle of it and then speed up at the end of it again. So I think there has to be a different, different way of driving. So as a training style, uh, I would assume that with, the, the traditional mile distance here in the States that you're pretty much training for speed. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, like that's, but I mean, all of mine, when, when I train down, I train everybody uh, like a mile and a quarter every time we train. So like when we, when we hit the finish line, we keep on going another quarter afterwards, actually. So it's, I'm trying to not, not to teach them to go further, but to teach them to kind of go past the wire. Jonas, tell us about some of the horses, some of the other horses that we could look forward to uh, in the uh, Jonas Ernison barn here coming 2018. Oh, I got a couple of green three-year-olds coming back. They got got hurt last year, so they're been training really good and coming back pretty nice actually. So I got a got a Muscle Hill Colt named Southwind Camo that I that I like a lot. So we're probably about a couple of weeks away from qualifying him. And got a got a nice nice bunch of babies. Uh, maybe still a little too early to uh, pick out who's going to be the best in there. But I got a got a couple that's been doing everything right and uh, feels like the, the the real deal actually. So I got a got a Yankee Glide Colt that uh, his name is Amador that uh, feels to be pretty nice. And I got a Father Patrick filly that I really like a lot. So it's uh, it's getting excited now to to come to the barn and train in the morning and see who's uh, who keeps on developing here. Yeah, this is a, certainly a fun time of year when the babies are starting to make their way and and the hope and anticipation run side. Jonas, before we let you go, what's that? Uh, you got a dream race that you'd like to win? Uh, Hamiltonian. Nah. That's that seems like a unanimous answer. The Hamiltonian. That's uh that's certainly a big one. Jonas, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you. We'll certainly keep an eye out for them horses and uh thanks for breaking that news here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, that was trainer Jonas Sernison, always a force to be reckoned with, especially with the young horses, Rich. Yeah. And that's some, you know, you just always is certain names that you look for in a program when it comes this time of year, when the younger horses start to come back, um, you know, you, you start to get your stakes horses back this time of year. 
And a lot of times it could create a handicapping conundrum like we've seen over the last couple of days where here at Harris Philly, we've got a lot of horses that are starting to come back, you know, after two-year-old stake seasons, after three-year-old stake seasons that are on debut and as a handicapper, what do you do with them? Well, I guess the first thing is you do is you have to see who's tra- who's the trainer is. Yeah, see who gets them fit and ready to go first time out or they're pointing for something bigger and better down the road. That's right. And a couple of names. Uh, if you're uh, going to be handicapping here over the next week or so at Harris, Philadelphia, Mark Hart has been hot. Yeah. With those with those kind of horses, uh, Nifty Norman's been hot with those kind of horses, and uh, you certainly want to look out for the name Jonas Cernison as well. Still, lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Pete Medhurst, he's in the on deck <laughs> circle. He's uh, oh, there. He is the old four four three Maryland number. I'll tell you what, Pete's a great guy, and uh, he's helped us out a lot in I'm our sure announcing he, I'm careers. I'm sure he's rare in the no, go. He's, he's he's a good man, Pete. Uh, it's our Rosecroft segment. We're doing a bi-weekly Rosecroft segment, and Pete's been so kind enough to to spend some time to join us. So we're going to uh, check in with Pete right after this very quick timeout on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by our good friends at Bet America. Bet America. That's right. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Excitement. Keystone Velocity in 147-3. That's the new track. Record competitive racing and full fields equal big payoffs. Six roses at 35 to 1. Bang! Soon go the fireworks. Catch exciting live harness racing at Rosecroft Raceway. Two days a week, every Wednesday at 6.40 and Sunday at 4.40. Rosecroft has an industry-low 12% takeout on the Pink Five. Rosecroft Raceway, we race. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with the natural Rich Matei, pinch hitting for Mike Carter. Right now, it's time for a bi-weekly Rosecroft segment. Let's bring in a very, very good friend of ours and a very good friend of the program, the one and only Pete Medhurst. Pete, how are you, buddy? Mike, Rich, how you guys doing this morning? Doing fantastic. Okay, so the eleven o'clock update is that out? The, is that out of the way? Uh, the 11 o'clock update is out of the way and uh, on 106.7 The Fan, and we are rip-roaring to go and, you know, to talk with you guys. And, look, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the calendar's almost in May, and it, it's getting to be an exciting time all around our sport. I mean, we start seeing uh, the likes of Hanover Hanover qualify, and last mm-hmm. night we saw some of our, you know, young Maryland Sire Stakes stars from last year uh, make some three-year-old debuts last night. So uh, the most exciting time of the year is coming, and that's when we start racing uh, for uh, huge amounts of cash. That's right. You get a lot of these horses coming back. And, uh, you know, this time of year, too, and this is what I was telling Rich, we got to dust him out of mothballs because he usually gets active around derby time. Rich being a big thoroughbred guy, and uh, it's Kentucky Derby time. And Kentucky Derby, 20 horses doing battle. Now, Pete, I was going to – I want to ask you, 
as and we know Larry Colmas, Tom Durkin before that, as an announcer, how in the heck would you prepare for a twenty horse race? You know, Mike, I mean, I'll never forget the first time I filled in for Dave Robin in Laurel and I, I've told you this story. I mean, you know, normally when I go to broadcast something, I'm not really phased by it. I'm I'm just I'm very fortunate to keep things on a, a level even keel and you know, everything, you know, at least for the most part over most of my career has come fairly naturally. I use Tom Durkin's memorization uh, a lot for my horses. and But I'll never forget, you know, the first time I had to do 14 horses in a five-and-a-half furlong race, I'm going, my God, how do you get 14 in five-and-a-half furlongs? And in this case, you know, Larry's got 20 that he's dealing with. It's just an inordinate amount. I mean, there, there's a part of you that – part of your ego that says, oh, yeah, I can memorize 20 horses. But then there's also the common sense part of you that says, look, Hoss, you got to get this right because you're on national TV and you only get one shot. There is no do-over here. And, you know, I, I think sort of what every guy does. I mean, are there traits about the colors that the jockeys are wearing on their silks that give you at least a, a dead giveaway as to who that particular horse is? Do you know which horses usually show speed? Therefore, they're likely to be out and moving early in the race. Who are, and let's face it, in every Kentucky Derby, there are a couple of throwouts um, yep. because there are horses that are just there simply because, you know, they take 20 horses and they've done enough uh, to qualify uh, for the race, but they're, they're actual pitches. So I think, I think you would have to go part memorization and part uh, horses that maybe have a tougher uh, color scheme for the jocks, maybe something tougher about them uh, or something easy that's uh, identifiable about the horse. But look, let's face it. You got to get through 20 at least one time uh, yeah. in the race, because if you don't, somebody's going to say, Hey, my horse didn't even get a call. And I was in the Kentucky Derby and that's a problem. And obviously if, if you're, uh, if you're Larry Colmas or even Tom Durkin back in the day, you're obviously praying for a sunny day because if you if it if the rain comes down and those silks get muddy boy it could be trouble yeah and and you know mike i mean it doesn't take long for that to happen during a race of that length i mean by the time you're trying to get through the whole field i mean you know heck by that time you've had jockeys that have gone through at least one maybe even two pairs of of goggles and uh colors by that time uh have become almost obsolete you're hoping at least maybe the cap stays reasonably okay so you can still identify that to me that would be part of the key hoping that at least the cap uh, stays reasonably recognizable uh, for most of the jockeys that would at least give you a fighting chance but my goodness once the mud uh, starts to take hold especially if somebody doesn't have a discernible multicolored, easy scheme uh, to figure out it really becomes uh, it really becomes a nightmare uh, at that point because you're right I mean the mud starts adding up quickly on, on tracks like that on a significantly muddy day. Pete, let's start talking a little bit about uh, Rosecroft now. Obviously, the racing's been good. You just got through the uh, another one of the I Want to Be a Driver promotions, which I just think is really cool. I, I mean, whenever you can get people the opportunity to sit behind one of these horses, I mean, I think it's a fantastic, it's a win-win for everybody. Talk a little bit about uh, that I Want to Be a Driver promotion, uh, just uh, one just last week. Yeah, Leslie Allison won, uh, you know, was out there this week, uh, first-timer in this competition, Joe Bassett, who uh, takes every opportunity to get into a Joe's as uh, good a handicapper as there is. Uh, He's a guy that makes uh, a lot of money on Kentucky Derby Day. He and his wife uh, have taken multiple opportunities now to be a part of it when the opportunity uh, has presented itself. And I think, you know, look, I mean, whether you have a returning person 
who's obviously shown a great effect for it, or in this case, a new person who's going to come back uh, and try it again. I think that's the, the biggest thing to me is, is um, you're just introducing people to part of the sport. I mean, we can all sit there on the side and watch it, but you know, Mike, I mean, I can tell you all the years I used to warm up horses for Cliff Green. There's no greater thrill than sitting behind the horse themselves and giving people a real-life opportunity to see what it's like. They're less likely to criticize that driver now uh, for some of the moves they make out there because they sit behind the horse. They see what goes into it. They see the characteristics of how the horses react in in certain situations. And I I just think it's a win-win for everybody. And Gina maybe has done a really good job at being persistent about this uh, promotion, continuing it. So it's given others uh, great opportunities uh, to do this. And I'm hoping – I don't think we're going to do it in time for spring, but I think I'm hoping to do it around the Potomac pace. I'm going to get some of my colleagues from the radio station here uh, to come out and do one of these and maybe have like a, a match race between the afternoon show and like the morning show and the afternoon drive show, something like that, and see if we can't uh, pull that off and have a, a great promotion coming up uh, in the fall. Because, again, I think that's something with uh, having our radio people out there, one of the greatest promotions we ever had was when the grease man came out there. He called a race. And all he did, I stood next to him holding the program, and I would point to each horse in the order in which they were going. All I would do is point. And then he and I had a signal to go back to the top and who's in first. I would just, re, you know, shake my hand, like reset, and we'd go again to the guy. Mike, it was flawless, and we, had, we probably had 1,500, 1,800 people out there uh, with a grease man at a promotion years ago. And I think this would serve us well having our guys out there because uh, of the great ratings our station's getting. And I think these guys will bring a lot of new people who've never sampled Rosecroft out there uh, to come watch this kind of race and obviously uh, take part in the other activities uh, that the other races have to offer. Now, listen, Pete, I'll be, I'm going to fill in at parks on Saturday. Are you busy? Can you come and do that for me Saturday? Beautiful. No, I got, I got a, I got a women's lacrosse game Saturday, but that, that stuff's going to be ending soon. So if you need me at any point during the summer, I will be available because believe it or not with me, my schedule, the only thing I got during the summer is my radio station stuff. I'm done by noon. So anybody that's got a racetrack anywhere that needs to fill in, uh, Hey, Pedro's available. Give me a call. All right. Well, you heard it there first. Pete, tell us a little bit about some of the other things uh, going on at Rosecroft. I know you guys got some other promotions, and of course, the racing is is always very competitive. Maybe give us uh, a couple of the horses that have caught your eye over the last week or so. Well, let's start there. Um, You know, last night, Roger Plant wins five races, uh, had a great night, and I think the things I was mentioning, the thing that really stuck out to me last night, um, in addition to what an amazing story that is developing at this meet in the Brittany Bounds uh, and Michael Bounds Barn, uh, they won their eighth race of the meet last night, and this is a this is a pair that had their barn burned down last year, and this was one of the real tragic stories of 2017. But boy, 2018's racing meet has really been good to them. Um, they Ricky Still has been in the bike for a number of their wins. They've proven to be a terrific combination up front. Supersonic uh, was a winner last night in the Mayor's Feature. Um, and, and they just really, I mean, it's a third win and four starts for Upfront Supersonic. And yeah. just so happy for those two because you can't go through that kind of tragedy, lose horses, lose, obviously, uh, equipment in your inventory and lose your barn and, and not feel the sting of that. And they've come back, uh, Mike and Brittany have just come back with, with great enthusiasm uh, and an unbelievable year uh, so far. So congratulations to them on their work. But last night, two of our Sire Stakes Phillies from last year, Princess Rusty and Miss Chop Tank, who were both very, very good uh, throughout the year, made significant cash uh, for two-year-olds in the Sire Stakes program. They faced off for the first time last night, and Princess Rusty got the better trip. She hugged the rail, 
this chop tank ended up coming first over, and uh, Princess Rusty beat her by about a length. And uh, that was 153-3, and three, first right, to, right out of the box uh, for Princess Rusty, for trainer Mike Hall and uh, Al Carter and uh, Gene Long with a great first over uh, try on Miss Chop Tank. So those two are already primed and ready to go uh, for the Maryland Sire 6 three-year-old program. And then one of our top two-year-olds from last year on the Colts and Gelding side, making money fast. Um, you know, for Gloria Kinnaman, made her quali- made his qualifying debut last night, last half of 56, and in hand and in command, and he won his qualifier in 155. So looking forward to having those horses uh, back on the racetrack. But, you know, look, I mean, there's there are certain things, you know, like, like death and taxes. If Roger Plan is driving for Judy Wealthy on a trotter, they're usually going to find success, and they did last night uh, with no count. And Frank Milby continues to have uh, an amazing meet. Back atop the driver's standings, he's got 42 wins now uh, on the meet as he picked up uh, a driving double uh, last night. He won with uh, Brian Malone's Miss Independence PV for Peter Paul Venturini. That's a horse that's probably going to be seen on the New York Sire Stakes circuit. She made one start last year. It was in a New York Sire Stakes event. She finished fifth. And I would imagine uh, her win last night in 159-3, and three, probably going to get her on the uh, New York Sire Stakes circuit again uh, for Venturini and uh, trainer Brian Malone. So uh, good, good night of racing on uh sunday night and or third wednesday night and pete hanley this week uh opened up a maryland open which went for eleven thousand dollars and you look for our local horsemen you know this is a great opportunity to invest in your product buy a better product and you have a chance to make your money back uh you know racing for money like this it's a chance to go out and freshen your barn up a little bit in, instead of racing horses that just get tired over and over again racing in nine winners of a thousand we see them there all the time. Abelard Hanover, Mike, he is a horse now that at the age of 10, another rock and roll Hanover. I mean, rock and roll Hanover, what a sire he has turned out to be. Um, but Abelard yeah. Hanover, 52 career wins now. He wins wire to wire in 151. And Mike, his career earnings now are at $756,000. You talk about wow. a guy that's more than paid for himself. And on the backside of that, another great sire, you know, All-American co-ed's dad, Dragon again, dragon again. It's proven to be a, just an unbelievable sire of speed in the sport of harness racing. You talk about Abelard Hanover too. That's uh, that's three quarters of a million dollars the, the hard way. I mean, we're talking about making those uh, money through upper condition level ranks and in, in invitationals. I mean, you know, they're, they're probably not a whole lot of stakes wins there. I mean, you're talking about the, the old lunchbox, you know, blue collar <laughs> horse that goes out there and just gets the job done week in and week out. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, 26 and one of the quarter trying to outsprint Hickory Aloha, who's as That's good a lever as we yeah. have at Rosecroft. You know, I mean, and so for Abelard Hanover to uh, survive being parked to the quarter 26 and one, and uh, Milby masterful on the throttle in that second quarter to get a 29 second second quarter. That was all he needed. And uh, Abelard Hanover for trainer John Hollingsworth. That's another barn that's in really good form right now uh, at Rosecroft Raceway. It, I just love horses like that because Mike, they show up all the time. I mean, you and Rich see it all the time whether you're calling or handicapping, you trust a horse that no matter what, he's probably going to be in or on your ticket because you know every single time he comes to the racetrack, he usually brings a a top effort and you can trust his tactics. And Abelard Hanover has proven to be just that. All right, good stuff. Well, Pete, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Uh, Rosecroft, of course, races every Sunday and Wednesday. And uh, listen, check out Rosecroft if if you're a handicapper, because I'll tell you what, there is definitely some money to be made at Rosecroft Raceway. Pete, before we let you go, anything we should know about the, uh, the draft tonight in the NFL? 
You know, it's funny. I'll be doing a draft show. I'll be on the 1 a.m. here on 106.7 The Fan. So if you want to listen online, for those of you around the country, 106.7thefan.com. Look, I think here's the question. Does Cle- is Cleveland just posturing, or is Sam – or, uh, excuse me, uh, Baker Mayfield the real number one selection? Because if he is, then you're going to have teams that are flying up the draft board trying to trade for one of the other quarterbacks, especially a Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen at that point. I know here in Washington – they are hoping and hoping that Vita Vea, the defensive lineman out of the University of Washington, falls to them at number 13. But it's looking more and more like he may be getting uh, some momentum uh, up the board. So the, the Redskins could be in a, a world of trouble as to who might be there at 13. But I, I'm intrigued to see just which one of these quarterbacks is going to go uh, early in this draft. And if indeed it is Mayfield, my goodness, teams are going to be burning up the phone to move up into some of those other spots. No question. Good stuff, buddy. Pete, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We'll uh, probably catch up with you in a couple of weeks. All right, guys. Appreciate it. You guys have a great day. All right. That was our man, Pete Medhurst. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, the racing is really good at Rosecroft. I mean, if, you, if you're a gambler. Even if you're announcing. Pay, yeah, if you're announcing, yeah. <laughs> better be, be on your toes. But uh, I'll tell you what, check it out. I mean, really. I mean, they've got good low tankouts, value galore. Yeah. Okay. The racing is good. Um, you know, closers have a chance. You know that horse that won yesterday is the horse in that photo that you guys were talking about that I called a couple weeks ago. Dinero, the Mr. Dinero. Mr. Independence like PV was the one that was coming on the outside. Right, 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 right. That was that was that was a very interesting photo, and you just <laughs> called it Snap, like the horse won by ten lengths, and he won by a half of a neck. There, no half of a nose. It wasn't that close. No, it was a half of a nose hair. <laughs> All right, you better be careful about that young grasshopper. Don't get too confident. It'll come back to get you. When we come back, we're going to talk to the boys from uh, Winter Circle Racing. This, Rich, this is good stuff yeah. here about what we're about to have next. Charlie Longo and Matt Zuccarello. And, uh, you know, we talk about constantly trying to get young people involved in the sport. We yes. talked to uh, John Vanagli at the top of the show about doing it from a handicapping point of view. But what about from a horse ownership point of I'm view? I'm interested in this. All right, so. There you go. We're we're making customers right away for uh, for Maddie and Charlie. So when we come back, we're going to talk to the boys from Winter Circle Racing. Stick around. You're not going to want to miss this. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Join us for the Diamond Creek Farm Open House coming up on Saturday, June 2nd, starting at 11 a.m. Family-friendly activities include raffles, hayrides, food and drinks, meat cute foals, and much, much more. The Diamond Creek Farm Open House, located in Wellsville, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit us online at diamondcreekfarm.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's the Diamond Creek Farm Open House, Saturday, June 2nd at 11 a.m. Be there! Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th with racing every Tuesday through Saturday starting at 6.30 p.m. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Attention all breeding farms. 
Did you know Pacing for the Cure has a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation. Mike? In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the pacingforthecure.org website. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Excitement. Keystone Velocity in 147 and 3. That's the new track record. Competitive racing and full fields equal big payoffs. Six roses at 35 to 1. Bang! Soon go the fireworks. Catch exciting live harness racing at Rosecroft Raceway. Two days a week, every Wednesday at 6.40 and Sunday at 4.40. Rosecroft has an industry-low 12% takeout on the pink five. Rosecroft Raceway, we race. We're back on both time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, and right now we're joined by Charlie Longo and Matt Zuccarello from the Winner's Circle Owner Partnership. Guys, we welcome you to the program, making your first time with Mike and Mike debuts. How are you guys? We're doing good, Greg. Thanks, Mike. Mike, I'm Mike. All right, no problem, guys. Well, first we're going to throw it uh, to Matt and uh, tell us a little bit about where this idea, this concept came from, and then tell us a little bit about what the Winter Circle actually is. Sure. So, Charlie and I met in um, one of our trainers' barns several years ago, and um, I've been just to backtrack for a minute. I uh, I had an LLC with uh, Thoroughbreds about eight nine years ago. Started that. My partner has continued on with that, and um, I've always had a passion for both harness and and um and thoroughbreds so that was just the game that you know it was too expensive i thought at the time and just you know racing once a month compared to standard breads we're racing you know anywhere from three to four times a month really got my passion and and i grew up on long island um right near Roosevelt raceway so it's just since a little kid i've always been passionate about it and mike as you know i do amateur driving so charlie and i one day just discussed this and uh decided to form this type of partnership and LLC and it's turned into uh, be very profitable. Uh, our biggest year was last year, but it was just an idea that, that we threw around back and forth and, you know, started at one horse. And now we're up to uh, four currently racing with a fifth on the way, which Charlie, I'll let Charlie get into about our French trotter. And um, that's basically it. Just those conversations that just our love and passion for the sport just blossomed into what we have now. And uh, it's only going to get bigger and better. Charlie Longo joining us as well, along with Matt. Charlie, tell us a little bit about some of those horses. Okay, so uh, right now we have uh, we have four. In, we will have four in the uh, Dennis Leturza barn once we once we uh, acquire our French Trotter. It's a uh, grassroots program. 
between uh, the SOA of New York and Le Trot. So we're real excited about this series. Uh, we got uh, we got Ray Schnicker, we have Mike Lachance, and um, we have Ron Burke heading over to, to France in, in late May, and they're going to be picking out 24 trotters um, for 24 owners that have already committed to this program. And we're going to bring them back, and we're going to race in a, in a lucrative series starting sometime in, in late June. It's going to be uh, $30,000 a leg with a final going for $100,000. So that's definitely going to generate a, a lot of interest. Um, as you're probably well aware, um, the French are uh, very excited about partnering with, with Yakers Raceway, and the handle has uh, increased tremendously um, since we uh, started uh, sending the signal over to France. So uh, this is, I guess, you could call it a, a grassroots program, and, and we're very uh, excited and thrilled to be a part of it. And we're hoping, uh, you know, the luck of the draw comes our way, and uh, we, uh, we we get a good selection. It's going to be a random draw once they bring the horses over. So we're pretty thrilled about that, Mike. Yeah, no question about it. And I'll tell you what, that is a partnership that has really given, I think, a lot of hope to harness racing because, you know, a lot of times we're just so tunnel vision as far as borders are concerned, borders and countries and this and that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times you forget that there's harness racing on the other side of the globe. And, and I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. partnerships can be forged and there's a lot of different things that can be done with those partnerships. But let's talk about you guys, Matt. Let's talk about, you know, we – We've talked about it, you know, off the air. We talked about it when you're up here at the announcers booth. We talk, I talk about it with many different people about how we can get younger people involved in the sport. And one of the ways to get younger people involved is through ownership initiatives such as this. So I've got a young guy here, 25 years old, Rich the Natural Matei, the budding superstar in this sport. And when I told him that you guys are going to be on the show, he's his ears perked up right away because he's interested in getting involved in horse racing and harness racing from an ownership point of view. Matt, what do you say to these young people that uh, that may be on the bubble that uh, – may or may not want to get involved well the big thing we have an affordable um, type of structure that makes ownership uh, fun and exciting one thing that we do offer uh and, and charlie i say is the face of this too because he's a lot closer to the yonkers than i am right now i'm, I'm actually probably about 10 miles from chester at, at, the, at the moment uh during the work day but um what makes it fun and exciting is we're offering other things besides just um, investing in the horse. So you get to come down to the barn and, and jog a horse if you choose to. Um, Charlie's there, and I'm there once in a while on race nights where if you get a win photo, you get, you get to go into the paddock. Um, just giving that whole customer experience for uh, instead of spending, you know, uh, buying a horse by yourself, where you're 100% responsible for the bills and uh, training fees and things of that nature. This fractional type of idea really works well for the younger generation. Um, you know, we're getting more interest lately on our website with kids from anywhere from college through uh, early and mid-20s, just trying to differentiate ourselves too by having that personalized experience besides just uh, watching your horse on TV or at the track just on race day. There's a lot of other um, types of scenarios, like I said, we're getting involved with jogging a horse. I mean, where else can you own something um, in a sporting in a sporting uh, in a sport that you could actually get behind and, and sit on your investment or, or, or a live animal too. That's a professional athlete. I mean, it's really, it, it's really different though too. And uh, just was so excited about it. And that's how Charlie and I got excited from the beginning or when I was a little kid, just seeing the horses from a distance at the local tracks so too, and then actually being able to experience it sitting behind one and petting them, feeding them. It's just, 
it's mind blowing what it's what it's able to do. And I think the younger generation would like that interaction, uh, that the same technology to be able to actually physically and um, see visually up up close and personal. That really I think that might get them. I'll tell you what, that's a big draw, I think, in the sport of harness racing that we have, a big advantage that we have uh, over a lot of other sports. I mean, uh, you know, listen, you can't go in a batting cage and take batting practice with Derek Jeter. You can't sit on top of a thoroughbred. I mean, so many different exactly. things. Charlie, got anything to add to what Matt said? Yeah, I, I, I'd like to add that, um, you know, the reason where we're really pursuing uh, the, the younger generation is, is, look, it's no secret, Mike, that um, – the harness racing demographic right now is not favorable for the uh, the industry to continue to thrive. Um, you know, obviously we're a little bit in decline, and, and, and the reason is we haven't been able to draw uh, the young people to the track. And I think one way we are uh, we, we are successful in accomplishing that is through the use of all the various social media platforms that are out there. Uh, the younger generation is on constantly, and we're really spreading the message. Uh, via all those platforms, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, also through our website. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of interest uh, coming our way. And, uh, you know, we tell everybody, you know, look, it's not just about, uh, you know, making money. This is a really enjoyable um, experience. And and we call it, uh, you know, we're giving you the the whole total harness racing experience. As Matt mentioned, um, we try to educate all the uh, the newcomers to the game, all the new fans, because quite honestly, they haven't really been exposed to it. So I keep in touch on, on a regular basis via email. I started a, a weekly segment called Just Ask Us, where I might send out YouTube videos or just give some general information, which would make the, uh, the, the whole experience more interesting and worthwhile. We need to educate the younger fans, and that's what we're, we're attempting to do. Uh, through constant communication. And, um, you know, in addition to what Matt had already alluded to, you know, we try to get all our investors together. You know, at the Hamiltonian, we have a, we have a nice little Hamiltonian picnic where everybody gets to meet each other. Uh, they, they share their, you know, success stories. We have holiday parties. You know, we have everyone come from all over. I mean, as far as New Hampshire and other states, just to come in and meet everybody. Um, we offer referral bonuses for existing investors if they could bring some uh, some new people in and, and get into the track, and you know we'll get them in on uh, race nights and, and we'll show them uh, you know how it's all done, how the horses are equipped. Uh, you know we'll, we'll, we try to get them caught up in that excitement, and it, it seems to be working. And Mike, we've gotten since we started, which was 2000, 2015, we brought over uh, we brought in over 50 new owners to the game. And those new owners have also brought in a lot of friends and family um, on race nights to come check out the races. Now, we haven't gotten them all to invest, but, you know, little by little, we're, uh, we're planting seeds and just trying to uh, create more excitement. And, uh, you know, on average, we're probably picking up a new investor every week at this point. And we've got people from uh, 13 states and one in, in Europe now uh, as part of WCR. And we're now looking to expand to horse number six. And uh, we, we just uh, claimed the horse recently at the Meadows. We got Marcus Marashian, a uh, training horse there, and, and we have Dennis Lutero over at Yonkers. We've got our other uh, uh, four horses. So we're really thrilled with the direction we're heading in. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we have uh, eight or nine by the end of the year, Mike. 
Okay, so we've talked about the benefits of it. Now let's talk about, let's get down to the nuts and bolts. We're interested. Mm-hmm. You sold us. How do we get involved? Charlie, I'll throw this to you first. How do we get involved if we want to, listen, if we want to be part of a horse ownership now, if we want to, we say, listen, we want to be in it. How do we do it? Okay, best way to do it, go right to my website, okay? It's www.winnerscircleracing.net. Okay, you could just uh, shoot us a quick email from the site or my phone number's on there as well as Matt's. You can call us directly, and we'll send you all the information. A lot of the information is right there on the website, but we have additional information which would uh, we'd be happy to provide. And, you know, probably best to give us a phone call too. It's always better to, uh, to communicate uh, verbally first, and then we'll follow up with, with the email uh, any way you want to do it. And, uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get you. I'll tell you right now, anyone that's listening in, they could, they could join us on our next horse for just 1%, just to test the waters. Normally, it's a 2.5% minimum investment, but, you know, for that first course, just, just to see what it's all about, we'll get you in for 1%, and, you know, you're not going to get hurt. Trust me. You're going to have a good time, and, and you won't regret the experience. Well, I'll tell you what, you, you piqued the natural Rich Matei's interest. He's on the website right now doing some uh, some scouring. Matt, for people out there that may have never been involved in horse ownership before, um, ballpark. Say, for example, we, we want to get in 1% of a horse. I mean, what, what are we looking at as far as dollars and cents go? Well, right now, most of our horses we've been looking at, uh, we learned from past experiences that uh, – Horses, if they're thirty or forty thousand, or if they're ten thousand, they basically cost relatively the same amount every month. So, um, and and less expensive horses usually have um, racing for lower purses, and 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 usually have more issues of potentially. So, um, ballpark for like a uh, twenty to twenty-five claimer, or even thirty claimer, which we're looking at right now. So, on a twenty claimer, one percent would run you two hundred dollars. And then your monthly cost, if the horse doesn't make a dime, which is very rare with uh, with all of our horses, um, your bills may be anywhere from uh, $20 to $25 a month. Uh, you know, I'll say low end 20 and a high end uh, 30 to 40, but that's that's rare. It's usually in that 20 to 25 range. Again, if, if any any purse earnings go towards your, your bills, and, and we've had uh, probably our, our best uh, experience, an example is a horse that, one horse made uh, over close to 30000 in one month. So even our small investors were happy and, and in the black and getting a nice nice check uh, in return. Um, one quick thing with, with um, Mike, if, if Rich does get involved with two, um, we might offer him 1% if he gives us some of his handicapping tips, though, too, because uh, I follow him <laughs> on uh, social media. <laughs> and, uh, so... and he's been pretty successful, though, too. So, uh, you know, that, uh, that's just uh, more tongue-in-cheek, though, too. But, um, yeah, that, that's, that's ballpark, uh, getting people involved. Uh, one other thing to to add to that, which Charlie mentioned, is um, um, just just with the the excitement in the social media, it's just um, with with that type of money, though, too, or if you get referral fees, it's really um, it's really just an, another avenue, another uh, revenue potential stream for some people. We have some people that just are referring people uh, and making money that way, not even investing. They just have a lot of people interested in the industry, but they're they're afraid to dip their toe in the water. So it's really been uh, really invigorating, exciting experience. And, uh, and, and both Charlie and I, just to give you a quick background, we're both not from the harness industry, just big fans. So like Charlie mentioned, for prospects, we like talking to them on the phone. Uh, I was on the phone with a, a potential investor a half an hour the other night. He apologized for taking up so many times and having so many questions. But that's what we do. We try to give our personal experiences, where we started from, and we're just two everyday, 
everyday guys or two that really uh, this is starting to blossom the two. So the, the interest around the country or through our website has been, uh, it's been tremendous. And literally in the last month and a half, I, we're getting hit uh, pretty much daily, at, at least one. So it's, uh, it's exciting times for us to do and looking to, to grow this even further and get the ordinary casual fan or investor um, who is a everyday uh, Joe or, or female um, in, involved in the industry. And it's really working well. Great, great stuff. Well, guys, listen, we really appreciate you joining us. Charlie, one final time before we, uh, before we let you guys go. Give us the website. Where can we go? Okay, so go to www.winnerscircleracing.net or follow us on Twitter, Winner's Circle Racing at Win Circle Race. You'll see us on Facebook, Winner's Circle Racing, and same, as, uh, same on Instagram, Winner's Circle Racing. Beautiful stuff. Matt Zuccarello, Charlie Longo. Guys, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And, Matt, we got to get you back up here to call some qualifiers here in the next couple of weeks <laughs> at Harris Philly. I, I, will, I will be in contact with you. So I was looking at my schedule to, uh, to work that in. So you'll be hearing from me with, uh, over the next week. Good stuff. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Have appreciate a good night. Okay, bye-bye. All right. What do you think, Mr. Natural? Good idea. You're in, aren't you? I've seen you looking at the website and uh, – how inexpensive! I know when he said twenty dollars, twenty month. to thirty dollars a month. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, just to have a a piece of a racehorse. I mean, just to come out. You know, l- listen, like, you could. That's mine. You could bring your friends out. You know, and like we say, how hands on is harness racing? Where you can go jog your horse if you want. I mean, really, you could go feed your horse carrots yeah. if you want. I mean, it's it's really a cool thing. I mean, this whole fractional ownership deal. And I know there's, you know, the stables doing it. Uh, I think VIP stables are doing it. These guys are doing it. It's a really cool concept. I mean, it really, really is. And that'll definitely get young people in the game for literally nothing. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, people don't have a lot of money. I mean, who, who's got ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to plunk down on a horse? But you know what? Twenty, thirty bucks a month, and a lot, nine times out of ten, you're going to get that back plus. Yeah, not a bad deal. Good stuff. All right. We're going to do it, buddy. We're going to do it. We, maybe you we can go half. Maybe we go half. We could have like each have a half a percent when we right. go half. That's not bad. All right. All right. We're going to do it. I think we're going to do it. Anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up. It's uh, Where's the time going, Rich? I'll tell you what. The time has kind of disappeared, but we've got to get on the air here pretty soon at Harris, Philadelphia. We've got the live racing coming yes, up we do. pretty soon at 1225 on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. So we're going to wrap things up. When we come back after this final commercial timeout, you've got first time with Mike and Mike presented by our good friends at Bet America. 12 championship races. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick going to coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail. Modern legend there. Foils again. Dead game. Clear vision right on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foils again at Pit Rock together. Run 49-2. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. All right, let's wrap up another edition here of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America Natural. We certainly appreciate you pinch hitting today for Mr. Carter. We're going to be hearing from you next week when yes. we talk about the Derby. Yes, sir. The Kentucky Derby. You've got, uh, I don't want you to give any tips or anything no. yet. Because I want you to, are you watching workouts? Workouts big nah. to you now? Not really. Not okay. All right. They're going to overbet the, who are the, are, the two horses they're going to overbet? Mendelssohn and. Scratched. Well, not Gronkowski, but who's the other one that's going to get over about the one that uh, we talked about? Justify? Yeah. He's good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk <laughs> about this next week. I'm not picking him, but he's good. By the way, um, our newsletter's got a new day of release on Post Time with Mike and Mike, so make sure you check it out. It's going to be out on Tuesdays now. So if you want to get added to the email list, all you got to do is go to posttimewithmikeandmike.com, send us an email. And the say add me, and you'll get that thing right to your front door. All right, it's good stuff. Rich, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and we certainly appreciate everybody out there joining us. And we'll see you next Thursday with the first post of 10:30 a.m. Good night, everybody. Take me home. Take me home.